Hey, it's your girl Jess. If you're new here, I'm a certified life coach and you are listening to The Unbarred Woman, the podcast created to empower women around the world to break free and live the life they want. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Hello, my friends. Today I am releasing a conversation I had with Sophia Delola, yoga and life coach, in January of 2020. I actually cannot believe that it has been that long since Sophia and I chatted. But this conversation is so great. We discussed tuning into your intuition and finding your purpose in life. If you'd like to hear more from Sophia, you can find her on Instagram at Surya Studio Glow. That is spelled S-U-R-Y-A-S-T-U-D-I-O-G-L-O-W. Like I said before, this is a really great conversation, and I know you will take so much from this episode. So grab yourself a hot tea and enjoy. Let's jump right into it. One of the questions I have for you is for someone starting out, um, like kind of on their spiritual journey, just kind of starting to learn to listen to their intuition, what ways would you recommend to them to get in touch with themselves with their intuition so uh, of course what I teach a lot is meditation Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love meditation it has honestly helped me totally find my path and it's hasn't been too long that I practiced it like I started meditate really every day meditating on the beginning of this year so it's I've, I'm also a little bit new to it, but when I, I did a little challenge on Instagram where I was like, okay, I want to meditate, but I just can't keep myself accountable. So I'm going to make a challenge 30 days. I'm going to just tell my audience and bring my audience with my journey to meditation every day, 10 minutes. And I started that and I didn't even think of what could happen. I was just really drawn to the idea to meditate And when I started that, things came up and I got so much clarity from inside. And that's when I realized that I wanted to have an online business. That's when I realized that I wanted to be coaching. That's when I got my business coach. Like all the things just fell into place when I started to listen to what was going on inside of me and when I found that space inside. So I know that meditation is for some people, very intimidating. Like a lot of people are saying, oh, meditation, that's not for me. Or I tried and it didn't work out. And meditation is a practice. That means that you, at the beginning, it's going to be harder and it will never be perfect or anything. It's just about sitting in silence with your thoughts, right? And also, if anybody's listening, it's like, okay, I hear you but I'm still not going to try it, then um, I recommend that you just, whenever you face a a situation or a decision, that you just sit for a moment, just sit with the feeling of how each sides of the decision feel. So when you have to make a choice, and you think and you really don't know the answer to which one you you should choose, 
then sit with each decision as if it already has happened and then feel in your body how it feels. And we all know the feeling when we feel contract, when we are not opening ourselves up to something, right? And we know the feeling when there's breath and when there's space and when we're just excited and we feel this inner opening, right? So I think it's the making the decision, the feeling of what feels right and what doesn't. That's amazing. I have actually not heard of that suggestion before to um, just kind of like sit with it. But to um, like, I mean, obviously people say to, you know, take your time making a decision, but yeah. not really worded in such a way of like, you know, sit with it and see how you actually feel like what feelings come up for you when in your mind you have already made this decision. Exactly. We make our decisions often from our head. And it's this idea of bringing it into the body because the body is so intuitive and it's it's so smart and we often don't give it enough credit. You know that saying of feeling it in your gut, like gut feeling? Yeah, That's yes. actually a real thing, you know, like you can feel in your gut if something is right or if it's not. Absolutely. And if you start, yeah, if you start listening to that gut feeling, you'll get so so much faster to where you're supposed to be you know like everything that happens happens for a reason and I'm not saying that there's a right or wrong really in any situation you'll always can turn around and you will always um, have the choice to be on your right path but you'll get so much faster to your true path when you start listening to your gut feeling for sure. And for anyone who's like brand new to this, I think that that's probably a good way of describing intuition is like mm-hmm. your gut feeling. It's because I think everybody knows yeah. what that is and what that feels like. And yeah. that is I, I think that would be a really good way of describing like that is your intuition. Would you agree? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um. I heard this one kind of like a saying or a phrase. Somebody said it. I think it was on a podcast I listened to before. I don't remember who it was, but they said that if it's your intuition, it's going to be very quiet and kind of subtle. Mm -hmm. And if it's like fear that's telling you to do something or you're acting out of fear, then it's actually going to come across as like panic And Mm -hmm. like urgency, like I need to do this now. And that like that Mm -hmm. panicky feeling, you know, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's that's so true. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. I find that really helpful. How do you let go of and overcome fear in your life? Two things come up for me here. So first of all, I never overcome it. Mm -hmm. Like I had to let go. I think the time that I realized that I had to let go of the thought that I will ever overcome fear, I started being able to work with fear. And I say that because that's really when I started like my YouTube channel and when I started really going out there and doing the things that I wanted to do that I was fearful of doing 
But I realized that there are two kinds of fear, right? There's the fear where it's the kind of fear that when you're in a dark alley and you're scared that somebody is going to rob you, like that kind of fear, of course, you shouldn't be working with it. You should actually listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> but the other fear, which is the fear of fear of judgment, um, fear of not belonging, fear of not being loved, this fear is the fear that we have to work with because it is always going to be there. And once I stopped holding myself back, just because I was experiencing that fear, I was able to step further into my optimal life, right? It's really the perspective you have of it. And also, I feel like fear is a specific feeling, right? It's kind of like adrenaline that runs through your body when you think of, about it. Like when you, I don't know if you've ever like spoken to a lot of people or had a presentation or did something that was out of your comfort zone, then you feel this rush of adrenaline inside of you, right? And that feeling, we can, yeah, we identify it as fear, but what if we would start seeing as an indication that this is important and this is exciting and this is a good feeling because it makes me feel alive. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So, it's like the same sort of feelings as excitement. Exactly. It's just that our, what our thoughts are telling us that this feeling is supposed to be, right? So once you shift your perspective of how fear feels, again, this feeling, and also why it's there and moving with it. Because when you look at all the people that you look up to, like for anybody listening, like all these inspiring women or men or these people who make changes in, in the world, I assure you that they don't have a lack of fear. Like they do have fear. It's just that they move with it. And they do it, they understand that fear is just an indication that this is something that's really important to them and that there's a lot at stake because it's so important to them and that's why they're fearful, you know? Absolutely. I think that's wonderful. And like, I, I like how you put that to not really overcome it, but to work with it. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes I feel like, like those intangible things that we're afraid of, such as, you know, judgment or rejection or anything like that. Sometimes I feel like it's just not really real, you know, like I feel like Ew. we are possibly building a situation up in our head or, but we're trying to like overcome something that's not really happening. Does that make sense? Totally. And for anyone listening, like listening to me, explaining it and be like, okay, that's a good thought, but how do I actually do it? Like practically, I yeah. think what you mentioned, um, I have a, an exercise that I give all my clients to do in the beginning when we start and that's um, journaling, like journaling is a huge thing of self-reflection and uh, understanding yourself and why you are experiencing fear um, or why you're scared, right? 
there's an exercise that comes in very well, which is writing out the truth. So it's basically just writing down all the limiting beliefs that you have, all the things that you're fearful of, right? All the things like, I am scared of being judged. I think that this person won't like it. So we just write down all the things and be, be very honest what's going on in your mind and not be judging that. It's just what it is, right? And then you actually go, so you put numbers on each limiting belief or in each sentence. And then underneath, you just start writing out the truth and look at what you've written down and be like, okay, does this person actually care? Or is it just my assumption that they don't, that they won't like it? Like, how do, can I say that they don't like it? Did I already ask them if they'd like it or is it just an assumption um and then we realized that a lot as you said there's a lot lot of like nonsense in there and there are a lot of things that we just make assumptions that somebody won't like it or that we are not worthy or you know like there are just certain ideas that are in our minds that are ingrained or that we think are the truth but actually they're just yeah they're just assumptions and they're probably mostly not even true. Right. I completely agree. And I love that suggestion of journaling it out. That's something that I love to journal. I just, I find that I don't do it as frequently as I like to. (laughs) It's one of those things that's like, it's on my list of habits that I Mm. want to grow. (laughs) I feel like that ties in really well with like self-love and uh, self-acceptance and that. Um, So would you share some ways that you accept and love yourself on a day-to-day basis? Sure. Like it's a work in progress. I think everybody, for everybody, it's (laughs) a work in progress. Even for me, I practice yoga and all of that, but it is always a work in progress. But when I started my like self-love journey, what I again, yeah, what I first, what first happened was getting aware of my negative self-talk. And that's also has a lot to do with meditation. And it has a lot to do with just listening to my thoughts. And then also with journaling, right? And this, oh, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. Nobody will like it. Like this, this all refers to me. Like I made everything so personal in my mind always. Um, and then realizing that I am as everyone, and we talked about this in the last episode about Ahimsa, like we are all one. So we need to see ourselves the same way we see our loved ones. Right. And Absolutely. doing, yeah. And doing that and really starting to, when I look at the mirror that I say positive things about me and don't say, oh, I, I gained some weight. Oh, I should like. I don't know, my skin got so bad. Like, yeah, maybe it did. But that doesn't mean that I am a bad person or it doesn't mean that I'm ugly. Like, you know, I am beautiful no matter how and in what condition, basically. That was a huge deal for me, this positive self-talk. And then on the other note, um, really a day-to-day basis self-love habit of mine is to understand in each moment what I need and accepting what is and how I feel and then doing whatever I need. For example, as I told you before today in the morning, 
I just took a one hour shower, one hour long shower because I felt <laughs> like it. I really needed amazing. It. <laughs> <laughs> and usually like I have my mat out and I do yoga and meditation and journaling and all of that good stuff. But today I was like, no, I don't need that. I need something like I need to pamper myself. So I did that and I feel great. Like you, it's beautiful to have a spiritual practice set up because that connects you to your inner light, your inner beauty and your inner wisdom, the intuition that we talked about. So that is really important when you're starting out to have a spiritual practice set up where you connect to yourself and you can realize that universal love that lies within you. But it's really also important to listen to yourself each and every moment and be like, okay, I need this right now to feel good. And this relates also when you're feeling really down, like what is the one thing that is not going to cause harm, but that is going to make you feel good? Because a lot of us, we would like reach for alcohol or, you know, I don't know, whatever stuff somebody wants to put into their body so they can feel elevated through a substance, right? But what do I actually need? Like, what is the underlying reason that I need wine? Do I need love? And if I need love, can I give it to myself? And how do I give it to myself? And I think that's like the main point. That's amazing. I feel like even when we don't really think about it, like you made the suggestion or the um, the comment of wine, it, we just don't really think about it. But it could also just be kind of numbing, right? Like, yeah, um, like we've had a long, stressful week or whatever. And so it's like, well, I deserve this bottle of wine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's not I mean, it's not you can have a glass of wine if you want. You totally can. Mm -hmm. Um but why are you having it? Do you just want to enjoy the wine? That's fine. Like, enjoy it. If that's a self-care thing for you, and do it. But if it's to, as you said, like, shut out the feelings that you don't want to experience and um, just want to forget about how you feel, then maybe that's not the right thing. Like, you should get down to what is going on and then nurture that because just running away from it won't solve it. And you'll just like keep coming back to that. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about like really just being aware of why yes. you're doing what you're doing. Yes, exactly. It comes back to intuition. Like it comes back to knowing yourself. Oh, so, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Which only gets strengthened each time that you really listen to it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so at the beginning of that uh, question, like right after I asked that question, you were talking about self-talk. And mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you because I feel like the negative self-talk is so, so common. I, I think that that is something that happens in pretty much everybody. Yeah. Um and I'm wondering, where do you where do you think that that comes from? Like, is that something that that we learned like as a child or where do you think that that negative self-talk comes from? I think a lot comes from the media, honestly, that we think we have to look a certain way or that we think we have to be a certain way or that success looks a certain way. And if we don't comply with that way of living or if we didn't achieve that, then we're not worthy. So it's like this way society sees a good person and that is a person who like often you know 
is skinny and has beautiful skin and is successful and has money and you know so it's I think the way society sees successful people um, and that how we are taught what success means Mm -hmm. Um, and if we don't look like that then we are not worthy then we are not good enough because we didn't make it that far yeah Um, so like societal messaging I think it's a lot about that. And I, I feel like we're getting so much better. Like companies are really, try- most companies, not all of them, yeah. but um, <laughs> most companies are really trying to change like how we see each other. And they're really like starting to bring in real people other than just models and all of that. So I think that's really good. But I think where we should start is starting with teaching our children because like telling them that they are beautiful the way they are, telling them that there's no one who is as they are and that's their superpower, you know, like really teaching our children, I think, and ingraining in them that they are perfect and beautiful the way they are. I think that's going to bring so much more strength from inside because it's coming from a genuine place and they can really process that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and like you were mentioning about the companies, I like, I'm, I'm a plus size woman and I love my curves, (laughs) um, but it's been like so refreshing, like seeing, regular people on like storefronts and in advertisements and yeah yeah that has been very refreshing totally Totally. yeah so what advice would you give to someone wanting to discover their purpose and their inner wisdom the inner wisdom as we talked about before is very much um your intuition and um so as I said, like meditation and sitting with your thoughts, their purpose, how I go about it with my clients is a couple of things. So first of all, like think of what you enjoy doing. Like what is the thing that you actually really enjoy doing? Because we are giving these passions or these likings is that a word even (laughs) but you know like we like things for a reason like it's not like oh I like this but this is not for me this is actually for you because you like it like not everybody has the same things they like and they're passionate about so you should definitely go towards what you like doing and that's often related to like artistic things right A lot of people, they like to write or they like to sing or they like to draw or they like to communicate. When it comes to that, I always want to encourage everyone to just do whatever they enjoy doing, even if it's not as a job, like if they don't want to go into being an artist because it's a struggle sometimes, then that's totally fine. But just do what you enjoy doing, whatever that may be. And things will open up, I promise you. But first of all, that. And then, and this is probably the harder part, is to reflect on the most painful things that happen in your life. Because where our pain lies, that's where our purpose is, too. Wow. Because we, 
Yes, it's it's painful. <laughs> it is painful, but we experience sh- certain things. I believe everything has a reason, right? And I believe that we experience certain things so we can emphasize with others and we can understand more. And wherever you feel a lot of pain or it's it's hard to turn something into your purpose when it's apparent, like when it's happening right now. So it takes time for people to evolve out of that or not out of that, but so they can reflect on that, right? So often people are in the pain and they're like, oh, I don't know what my purpose is. I can't like connect to it. And you can't connect because you're on survival mode. And that just means that you need to give yourself time and just accept that you don't need to know your purpose right now. Like you just got to do what you got to do and it will all show itself when it's time But it's really about like reflection and being open to understanding what's going on in your life and in your mind. So I think it's a lot of, yeah, as I said, reflection and then going into what do I enjoy doing and what is what are the most painful experiences that I have or had and how can I draw from them and how can I help others through my experience what I what can I teach from what I experienced that is so incredible yeah it's, so it's, incredible I love that <laughs> um, I went through like a lot of challenges growing up and um, like I, I went through a relationship that was physically abusive um, and then there was uh, emotional abuse in my childhood And I, so it was like, it was very challenging growing up. And then I think around my twenties is when I found meditation and it changed my, changed my life. Like you had mentioned before, and it just kind of like, it led me down this path where I always felt like, like I needed to share my story, but I was never entirely sure like how I was supposed to do that. And I think Mm -hmm. I was still, you know, like still healing from what I went through. And then it was just like this past summer that everything just kind of all fell together, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so I like that's incredible. And I completely agree with what you said. (laughs) Totally. It's you can't make sense of it when you're in it. It's you just can't. And you have to be ready to step into it and yeah meditation gave you the tool and for me it was meditation too and for a lot of people it is because it gives you this reflection of and it gives you like a clear picture of what is going on and you're going really within and I think yeah you just got to start to work on yourself and it's a lot of inner work it's a lot of self-development work um, and you have to be willing to go there before you can find your purpose absolutely it's challenging to do but it's so worth it yeah it it is so worth it because you start to I don't know you start to appreciate your hardships in a weird way absolutely you realize like for me at least I realized that 
like I would not be here. I would not exactly. be doing this. I would not yeah. have this podcast. I would not be chatting with you right now had yeah. those things not happened. And exactly. as much as what I went through was challenging, I wouldn't change it. Exactly. Yeah. And once you get to that realization, really everything shifts because Absolutely. you understand that life happens for you and not mm -hmm. against you. 100%. Even through those like really, really dark periods where, you know, like that, like that was very challenging to deal with. Yeah. And in that yeah. moment, you definitely do not think that this is happening for me. But yeah. when you come through it, man, yeah, mm. it, it all changes. Yeah. And again, like when you look at the people that inspire you, I am sure that all of them had really hard times in their life. And I mean, classical example, but Oprah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like anyone we look up, they have stories to tell. And that's what makes them also so interesting because they evolved out of something and that made them strong and that made them the courageous person that they are now. Absolutely. It shows you that it's possible. It's possible yeah. to overcome anything or like to get yeah. through anything yeah. and like it's all within you you just have to tap into it exactly <laughs> <laughs> well this has been great thank you so much I just have a couple more questions so I'm wondering what one book would you recommend for people wanting to learn more about the yogic philosophy that we talked about in the last couple episodes or about like self-love, intuition, meditation, etc. So I would really recommend for somebody that's completely new to anything yoga related um, and that wants a little bit more hands-on is the Yamas and Niyamas by Deborah Adele. And it is really like about the, the yoga guidelines that we talked about in the last episodes and it gives you like, it's a perfect way to just reflect. You can really do a 10 month uh, because it gives you like for each chapter, she describes each um, yoga guideline. And at the end of the chapter, she gives you like four exercises for each one week. So you can work on one yoga guideline for four weeks by just self-reflection and journaling. And like she gives you kind of prompts that you have to bring into your life and think about throughout that particular week. And I love to give that book just to my clients whenever we like end our session, our 10-week sessions, because then they can do their own work and if like kind of dive deep into it by themselves. And that's mostly like the most powerful time when you start working with it yourself and that's yeah that's also about self-love that's a lot about diving into who you are and what are your habits and and are you living truthfully to who you are and yeah there's just there's just so much goodness in there so I would definitely recommend that book for anyone interested in the yoga guidelines and to find their inner beauty and find inner clarity and yeah their purpose that sounds amazing. And I will definitely be going yeah. to buy that today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that, that sounds fantastic. I know in the last episode you had talked about 
studying each guideline for I think it, I think you mentioned a month that you studied each one for like yeah. a month, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. And ever since then, I've been like, I really want to learn more about yeah. this, and I really want to do this. Yeah. So that's perfect. I will definitely be going to pick that up. <laughs> do it, please do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I'm so glad you mentioned that. And then what one piece of advice that you've received in your life has always stuck with you? I think it's that, and we talked about this before, um, from an advice from my mom, which she, when I stopped, when, when I got into like high school and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with my life, I had so many ideas, but I really was so lost. And my mom try to help me like out and she was like okay let's let's sit down and figure out what you want to do with your life and um what she really said was and what she taught me since then is always follow what feels right and what feels good and that's what we talked about before like following the intuition right and that's when I first started to like follow what I wanted instead of what I thought other people wanted me to do and of course there were times where I didn't follow really what felt good because that's just life sometimes we're drawn to things that we think we should do but I think this advice of always follow what feels good because it it has led me to to experience so many great things even in retrospect like I'm not a dancer anymore, like actively, and I'm not an actress anymore actively, but I've learned so much from just having that experience. And I've, I've got to know myself through that. Don't be like afraid to make mistakes, you know, just, yeah, go after what feels good and it will lead you on the right path. I love that. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really enjoy talking to you. It's just so <laughs> I so really fun. enjoy talking to you too. <laughs> okay, well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much again for coming on. I always love chatting with you. And you just have so much like wisdom and just such a beautiful soul. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. So that was my conversation with Sophia Delola. I just listened to that whole thing back and I have to tell you the biggest thing that I am taking away from it is that I really need to start meditating again. I don't know why I have fallen out of the practice of it. I guess that is really just life. Sometimes we do things and sometimes we fall out of it and that is totally okay. But I don't know about you, but I am deciding to get back into meditation. I absolutely love Sophia and loved that conversation. I hope that you enjoyed it just as much as we enjoyed having the conversation. If you want to go check out more from Sophia, her Instagram is Surya Studio Glow. I will have it linked in the show notes below. And just a reminder that if you do want to send me a listener question to put on the podcast, you can come find me on Instagram at Jess Van Rose. All right, I will talk to you next time.